0: Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. And now.
1: Shut up and sit down. Hey, it's Cajun, and welcome to a special edition of Geekologist Radio, where we tackle episode two of season seven of Game of Thrones. In each of our spoiler casts for this season, we'll give our initial impressions, talk about the story and where every major plot line is, and our final thoughts, which we will include hits and misses. As always, we'll have theories as where this will go at the end, but let's introduce our panel for tonight's cast and get started. First up, we
0: have Jeff Elderberry. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Glad to be back. This will be fun, man. Oh yeah,
1: we're ready. And then moving down the line on my screen here, I'm going in screen order and appear in. A I'm going to Damien next.
2: What's going on, everybody? Excited to talk the Thrones of games. Yes, of games, of thrones, of seasons, of sevens, of
1: ofs. too many ofs and-, and prepositions and stuff and paul's how paul's doing over there
3: hey there folks i'm paul and i'm back and i'm happy to be here
1: nice and rounding out our wordsmith himself mr chris two wolves
4: dude this was game of thrones ass game of thrones this week i was juiced by the end of this game yeah i love it (laughs) i was game for this throne (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I was A character
1: people hated last week had a a redemption when he rode a dragon banner thing down onto a boat. I don't know what the hell you call that thing, but it it was awesome. It was like a a teeter-totter and then... (laughs) (laughs) But that's like for the last thing. I'm jumping ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Well, okay. Initial thoughts. Few words. What did you think about this week's episode?
4: Uh, I thought that it was impressive at the end. It really carried the story along. You kind of saw where everybody was headed. And it lo- left a lot more questions than I had answers, so I appreciated that because I want to—I want to be thinking about what's going to be happening over the next four to five episodes.
2: I felt like they brought the action and uh, foreign invasion. Yeah, Jeff,
0: it was stomach-churning at points. It was uh, pulse. Bring uh, f- Pulse something pounding, right? pulse pounding Pulsating, <laughs> pulsating. yeah. Ugh. Yeah,
1: pulsating. Something was pulsating.
0: Uh I don't think his filled thing
2: was. With pulsating.
1: Intero-
0: uh, know, filled but... with adrenaline. Ooh.
1: They wouldn't have shown it anyway, <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> I
3: was waiting for it, man.
0: Yeah, you didn't were really happen. interested in that, Paul.
3: I was. I was I was like, are they gonna show it? Are they gonna show it? And they didn't. And uh I cried myself to sleep because of that. Yeah.
1: They showed other stuff instead, which we'll get to in a little bit. I, I have an even shorter phrase. I have two words for my thoughts of this episode. Euron's gift. Yes. Ooh, now let's yeah, get into the story. Yes. <laughs> let's get into the story. Where are they? We're going to start rounding into Dragonstone. There's just four ladies planning. All the guys are sitting around watching, but four ladies are planning this invasion. What do we think about that?
4: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, the most impressive thing to me was it showed uh, four strong women and it showed generational too for me because when you're looking over and you see uh, Alana and then you see uh, just, uh, just how it carries over, um, I thought that you could see some wisdom and then you see somebody coming into power who has ideas and maybe her ideas are either A, not her own or B, maybe they're just mad. Hmm. <laughs> or not even mad just tame and
1: lame and too nice as alana tyrell tells daenerys targaryen
0: yeah that that line uh are you a sheep no you're a dragon act like a dragon at the end uh it was chilling it's it like, was um also in that scene where uh did this happen? This happened like right after that whole scene, which we could probably it was at the get beginning. Into. Yeah, it was towards the beginning. Uh, yeah. Like a, mm-hmm. her talk with Varys. Like her. Yeah. Bringing... After Varys. Yeah. 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 Where she just brought down the hammer, and then Varys struck back, saying that he only does this for the, uh, for, the uh, for, the people. Uh, people for the people yeah, for yeah. the people the mm-hmm. and. He got some respect. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, she took his balls.
1: Yeah, he had balls to take. She took them. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah.
4: So the 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 way Dragonstone sets out initially is basically what you were talking about. It's uh, Tyrion's quote, which I thought was amazing. Which uh, she isn't here to be the Queen of Ashes, and so she's not here to take out people that don't exist any longer. She's here to to take over people who do. And so his idea is to you know take surround the city. Starve out the people, force them to come, you know, because they're, they're surrounding and then, you know, just basically storm them out. And but they, they're going to do it as a slow burn, as opposed to the fact that, hell, I've got three dragons, man. We could just storm this castle right now and take people out. So I'm I, and what are your thoughts on uh, what Tyrion thinks is a great plan versus what uh, Lady. Uh, Olenna. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Olenna, Tyrell. Yeah, Olenna Tyrell. Yeah. yeah. Well, if executed perfectly, this would work. But nothing goes perfectly, not in the world, and especially not in Game of Thrones. And so, yeah, if executed perfectly, it works. But you you take one major part out of that plan, then the other things that you're being aware, uh, cautious about, i.e., uh, let's not surround the city with foreigners, uh, let's get uh, Westeros on our side, basically goes right out the window when you lose your local armies.
4: How interesting is this as, as being something relevant to today where you do not want foreigners to come into your country? It, like, it really kind of transcends not just in Westeros and in King's you know, King's Landing and all of those places, but in today. You know what I mean? So people can relate to that. And it's like, no, we don't want those people that we don't know coming here.
3: Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, we briefly touched on the scene between Daenerys and Varys. And that's fun to say. <coughs> Uh, but that felt very much like, uh, a moment like we had in our own politics within a few months ago, just like, Hey, if you want blind allegiance and like, you're not going to get it from me type of thing. I felt it was kind of, uh, like almost very much the mirror holding, like holding up the mirror to modern society as well. Kind of almost like a little jab in there.
1: Yeah. People who have nothing but yes, men. Uh, can't trust the people around them because they know the answer is always going to be yes. Yeah. You want people that are going to tell you no when you were wrong. And I think that stance that he took was a smart stance by him because he knew who he was talking to, embarrassed mm-hmm. did, and what he needed to say. And not only did I think that, but this was one of the times I also truly believed, he believed what he was saying as from his heart, not just saying what he needed to say to survive.
2: Mm-hmm. Cage, and that's exactly what what I was to kind of say is it actually gave me a new appreciation for him as a character for verus because there's a lot of times where I you know he would seemed like a necessary evil but he just kind of more drove me nuts than he did I was like oh yeah it's awesome this scene made him more of a character that I'm I'm fond of to see take up screen time just for his rebuttal uh uh Jeff. Jeff. So, uh, I
0: I had mentioned my theory uh, yet uh, last cast about how Varus could be in the jaws of the dragon, mm-hmm. and then having this scene kind of happen like right after after that, I was like, "Oh crap!" I was on the seat, or I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Uh, like, "Oh, is she gonna <laughs> kill him right now?" Like that. I was so scared, and. Uh, I'm still thinking that possibly, uh, because we don't know, like, with the birds and everything, or his little birds, maybe that could happen, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, when
1: when it's one of your theories, you actually root for it. Sort of like having a fantasy football player on a team you hate. You're like, score, and you're like, eat him, eat him, eat him. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You you like the
0: character. But I love Varys, and so I don't want him to die, but I'm like, make
4: me right. Come on, just make me right. Just do it. He's like a snitch, but like a good snitch. Like, you almost root for him to know enough information. The line where she tells him that he'll burn alive if he lies to her. And she asks him to be honest. She's like, be honest. Be as honest as you are today. And then she goes, oh, but by the way, if you're not, I will burn you alive. So she's the determiner of whether he's telling the truth or lying. Even if he's telling the truth, she can determine that as a lie. Mm -hmm. Is very, very mad king. Like, it reminds me of her... Like. All of the stories of her father. And so, what scares me for her is, is she going to. Te- are, are we going to. If things go bad for Daenerys, will she turn into a mad queen? Or will she be able to balance that out and be able to keep who she is right now?
3: I don't see Daenerys turning uh, and killing like Varys within cold blood or even as a form of revenge. I, I have not seen that in her character the whole time. She does. She does wrong like she does bad by people who are truly bad. Varys isn't a bad dude. If he is kind of lying to her or something like that, I still wouldn't see her killing him. It just I, I feel like that would be out of character for her.
2: Sure. All right. The thing that I think about it is is is, you know, if they start going with the character and having her go more the route of the mad king, I think her level the, the thing that's going to level her out is coming, and that's uh, that that that's uh, what we'll get into a little bit later. But we knew last week – or actually, we know that she said and send, send word. So Jon Snow, I think, is going to be what levels her out.
1: Yeah. So the thing about her is there, there's people in the, the world who see – who are raised by bad people, who are raised by addicts and stuff like that, and they become addicts. There's also people who are raised by addicts and see that as negative and completely change and be the opposite of it. So she was raised knowing all of the bad stories of her family and everything that they did, even though she might not have seen it. So I think, and her brother being as bad as he was. So I think she completely has the mental track of, I'm going to be the exact opposite of everything bad my family was. And she's... Going out of her way to be that. And I think Elena Tyrell's uh, speech to her is sort of bringing her, you don't need to go that far good. You don't need to be that far good. Although Elena's not realizing that, I think that was part of it, trying to bring her back into, like, you're in the Game of Thrones now, baby. You need to play it. Uh, and, and you can't be Miss. Uh, Miss nicey pants t- to everybody. Well, you need to be able to, f- to put some fear in people. And
4: the title of the show is Stormborn, which they talked about immediately when it, when it when it the thundered right away. Where they talked about that's how she was born. She was born in a night where it was very stormy. The thunders clapped, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. And she doesn't remember her birth, but she wishes she was there. the The part that I really liked right when she they first got there was that she said that she doesn't feel like Dragonstone is home yet. It doesn't feel like home to her. So that scares me. Where Where is home? What What feels like home? And so I'm unsure of where she sits. Like she's on on this big mountain and on the and a, what should be her home, and she just doesn't feel comfortable y- there yet. Decorated, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hang up some pictures Jeff. and shit, man. <laughs> Jeff.
0: So, uh, Lady Tyrell, uh, she doesn't she doesn't want Daenerys at all to be anything like her granddaughter, uh, Marjorie, mm. right? Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Marjorie was too nice. Yeah. She was yeah. loved by nice the people. Yep. Yeah. She was loved by the people, but she wasn't feared by them. And that's nope. what brought her down. And I mean, if you really think about it, yeah, kind of, but also right. she was going up against somebody that would do anything for power, basically, especially after losing her children. And Cersei's going to win if
4: she's willing to kill anybody. Her, right. her line where she was just like, I've seen a lot of people come and go. <laughs> like I, I've, I've been around the block a few times <laughs> when she, that, when she says that to her, it's just like, yes, you have, you've seen a lot of people kill each other and you're still alive. So you know how the game goes. And it's almost like a Yoda. Like I, I know how to play this. If you just listen to me a little bit, I can teach you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I picked your side.
4: I know how to win this. Yeah. The the thing we haven't talked about fat is Lady in red.
2: She yes. shut up. Yes. She yeah, did. She did.
4: I was excited as soon as I saw her. I'm like, Sandra, yes, I love you. You're back. And the interpretation. Yes. Yeah, the interpretation. Yeah. That was key. That was yes. really key. Yeah. There's a lot of theories that
1: were going around about that prophecy.
2: And being John? This,
4: yeah, er, er, yeah,
1: everybody kept pointing out that the the pronoun had could be uh, unisex. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it becoming, being actually put in the show and clarifying, I, that's a whole reason for that scene. It's just like, we need to actually say it in show instead of it just being out there in other forms. I
4: mm-hmm. think that Melisander says it because she's referring to, and I, I read this, um, that Azor Ahi or Ahay, uh, whoever the god is that she felt like that Stannis Baratheon was originally, is a, a male. And that's the person that was supposed to save us. And so she had so much belief in, in Stannis. So now she uses male again, but maybe she's trying to play her cards. It's okay. Well, I feel like it's Danny this time, so I'm just gonna go Danny I'm gonna say it, you know. But I feel like that's the person who's gonna be the reincarnation of this god that I follow.
1: Yeah, but she didn't say that though. She she used the unisex pronoun, so she didn't pick a sex with it. No, but and it was. But it, it could was be either or. They're Daenerys siblings. hearing it, interpreting it as a sex. Thank
2: but you. the whole thing is that Stop. her and jo- John are both they're they're both siblings. So it could be either one. That's the reincarnation. You don't uh, know. cousins. Cousins. Yeah. No, they're both you got a cousins. The, the Mad King's the father of John. Oh yeah, and uh yeah. Ned Stark's Not sister the is king. the mom, no. No. right? Rhaegar.
0: Rhaegar is the king uh is his uh so Brother. she's basically she's basically his aunt, mm-hmm. I I believe. Uh
4: Daenerys would be his aunt. Her, her whole point of oh, yeah. her whole you're, point you're, of showing up went, went, was to, to tell her that Jon Snow was you know Jon Jon Snow needs to come, like that was the whole point of her scene. Her scene was like, yeah. how can we bring Jon to you? What's the connective tissue? This is the connective tissue. Bring Jon here.
0: Yep.
1: Now speaking of tissue, we went to the Citadel, and mm-hmm. we had Mister Samwell. And he's still under constant second-guessing from Archmaester, which is getting a little annoying at this point. So um, they're supposed to be this maester order of archaic, uh, these librarians and everything. And then they're, they're archaic and useless because they're just librarians. They dismiss everything. The laws rule, the maesters obey, and there's this repository of history.
4: Chris? Are we cutting out the whole Grey Worm and Masandi scene? Like, are we? Oh, is that like? Yeah. Is oh, that like totally coming God. out? Like, because that is all at it's. That is all at the same place. Because because Grey Worm and the Anceli are heading. Uh, where where do they head? They're heading to. They're going to be heading to Castle Rock. They're heading Castle Rock. But then the scene with you know Masandi and the Grey Worm where he's saying goodbye and then he <laughs> says you know strength or whatever. You are my the kiss I agree with you, Paul, on this scene. I wanted them to show his male genitalia. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, you want to know why I think it's bullshit? Here, this is the reason why I think it's bullshit. It's bullshit because they showed her completely naked, yet they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yet it's so taboo in every effing show that mm-hmm. we watch. To show male genitalia. Like, it's cut at off. First, she wasn't full frontal. She wasn't full frontal. She
1: wasn't full frontal. No,
4: but so you're going to show his chest, and that's that's not equal. We know that that's, that's – yeah. And like, then we Damian, got, we're got talking back a lot of her.
2: Damien, first, first episode, you see full male
4: genitalia
2: of Game of Thrones at the whorehouse. But this and, is such a key scene. Yeah.
4: The guy's – either his
2: balls are cut off or his dick's cut off. One of the two is cut off. So show me what's going on. Well, he's on. actually actually, if you go by what they say, it's he. It's just part of it is cut off. Like it's it's what, the it cut part half? of the part of the shaft. Part of the shaft is cut off.
4: He's like semi shaft.
2: Yeah. Like, well,
3: there's there's lots of different
2: definitions of yeah, what I a mean. yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah actually, is. Jeff and I got into a big argument last night about yes, it because I honestly feel the scene. Uh, upon second viewing, I understood where it was coming from a little bit more but I really felt like it was gratuitous and honestly leave it to fucking HBO to try and get a sex scene out of a eunuch. Yeah. Like for real, what was like, I get it. She's the weakness. So the boy who was scared of dogs, he slept with the dogs, the kid who, you know, afraid of the ocean, he drowned all that kind of shit. So I get it. It's like, okay, he's afraid. So they sleep together, but it just didn't make sense to me. Like if it's, Because first of all, I feel like that's not going to make it easier for him to be less afraid of losing her. I feel like that would make it a lot harder for him to be like, okay, I'm willing to leave after having slept with her or whatever. Yeah, but he didn't make the move.
1: She did. She made the moves on him. He kissed her.
3: Like, he kissed her. And then she was like, okay, take my thing off. And let's see my boobies. And let's see my nice big booty. And... You know, it just it it honestly to me it felt gratuitous, and I I actually hated the scene quite often, honestly.
0: <laughs> Jeff, go Jeff. Uh, so I think that his kiss was more of a kiss goodbye. Like yep. I'm just I'm I'm saying goodbye, and then she was like, oh well, mm-hmm. screw it, clothes off, let's do this. <laughs> we're we're going. It's about to go down. Yeah, well, I don't care well, what's going what, on for there. the white if you've guy got to, to blame the sausage woman. or whatever. I just want you for the sh- right. For- exactly.
1: There's more ways to please me, and he found one. Yeah. yeah,
4: exactly. For the for the show itself, it felt like okay, we need to have a, a sex scene because we typically do, and this was it. Like it really just felt like a filler to me. Yeah. Like I, they could have done this yeah. and easily done it without the entire sex scene, and it still would have had as much meaning. Had it had they had some dialogue and just some eye connection and and a kiss, that would have been enough for me.
1: Yeah, so this season they're doing a little more on the gross side and less on the sex side, and I think that's doing a, a, at least maybe a disservice because they're doing they're they're doubling down on the grossness and then pulling back significantly on the sex stuff. And it's not necessary that we need it, but in this particular one, it's sex is a big part of this character because he's been severely mutilated there, and so being able to either uh, show it, discuss it, have anything more than just uh, the scene that they showed there, and, and comp- completely uh, jumping over because they're not afraid to show male genitalia. I mean, the entire South Park made fun of it With the uh their make yeah, exactly. I can never hear the original Game of Thrones songs without hear two wieners next to another wiener, wiener wiener, wiener wiener. I can't listen to the original Game of Thrones songs without hearing the South Park song. If you've never heard the South Park condition of the Game of Thrones entry song, do yourself a service and listen to it because that's exactly what it was all about. It was all sex scenes and wieners everywhere in the original seasons of Game of Thrones. So they're the as a show they're not afraid of it, but now they're dialing it back a lot but they're they're uh they're doubling down on the grossness and it's really like too much just you can pull that back something you don't need to show me all of that chris
4: yeah, the thing that's changed is is these characters have been in in the show for so long now that even Amelia a couple of seasons back, where she was naked when she became like came out as a queen Dragons, it was a huge deal and the set was completely closed off and there was uh, there's like two people on set to, to camera. It, it's such a big deal because these actors have become such well known characters that it went from hey I don't mind showing anything to it's it's like one of those secrets that people don't talk about. Like when you're an unknown character, you're like eh, I don't care if I show who if I'm naked or blah blah blah, and then I become popular and all of a sudden I I, I want to close up a little bit it becomes harder and harder to have those scenes with major characters because they're choosing Mm -hmm. not to have that happen. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry to cut you off, Cajun. That was just a major scene that like occurred in I was done. Yeah. So uh, definitely. Point made. Yeah, let's let's head back to the Citadel. Citadel Old Town. Archmeister. Yeah,
1: so so I made my point. They're librarians.
0: i let y'all go now. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Samwell tries to uh, talk to the Grandmaster, saying that he has found out a way that could possibly cure Jora's uh, severe grayscale. And the Grand Maester says, no, that's not going to be possible. It's been tried. Uh, the guy that you're referencing actually died of grayscale, so you're kind of dumb for even bringing it up. And uh, Sam goes out of... Uh, out of nowhere, and goes and does it himself uh, behind everybody's back.
4: And that scene was excruciating, I think. It was painful. It really was. It was painful to watch. It it reminded me of somebody with a disease or something that would have caused that type of pain that wasn't grayscale. And so, like, when I saw it, I felt for him because he kept biting down. And, like, even just the... when you watched him just even use the knife, even get close, he would flinch almost like a, a child would fl- – you know what I mean? Like a child – a kid would flinch if you see something coming that you know is going to cause pain.
2: So I, I'm i watching this and I'm seeing the pus and stuff like that. I got – had a bad bee sting on my arm once and, and that – well, I've, I've had – I got MRSA from it and that scene like, – and I've almost died from MRSA, uh, but that's a different story but that scene reminded me so much of my arm because rotten because when the doctor cut it open there was there to 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 lance it it looked like that scene with pus and rotten muscle tissue and stuff coming out so like I saw that and I'm like and I know how much that hurt so I'm like I want to cry and like I feel your pain I'm feeling it with you right now that's disgusting that looks way too real and it blended into something else that I thought was maggots and stuff, and oh my god, I just about vomited. Jeff, Jeff.
0: yeah. So I mean, everybody knows how uh, taking a scab, like a a good scab that's connected on there, and ripping that off, and how Ooh. painful that can be. I mean, like that is all over his body and infected, and mm. it's just, it was one of the most painful things. Cajun.
1: Yeah. So did you notice what he was uh, what he was writing before that? So yes. they, they hit it out beforehand. This seems to be he was writing a suicide note, which is something very relevant yep. today. Yep. And so now, I mean, he basically gets saved right there. He looks at his sword. I mean, he's going to end it, um, just like the archmage said. He's going to give it, let him die with dignity, and he's going to finish it with dignity because he thinks there's no cure. But now he gets to fulfill his promise to, to Daenerys because he's obviously going to be cured. There's, I mean, in story writing and this is a TV show. There's very. Little likelihood he is not cured right here. And I think dragonglass is going to be used as a treatment. That was some some theorization about that, that it's being used here as a treatment. And that's going to emphasize the need for uh, mining more of it in more ways
4: than one. Chris, Uh, I've got two points that I want to get across. One is Samwell comforting him and telling him that he knew his father uh, from the Night's Watch and that you will not die today. So I think that that was a key line that kind of brought him back from wherever he was Mm. or where he was going. Two, that sword that you were talking about is Heartsbane. It's the Valyrian sword in the background. That's Samwell's father's sword from Lord Randall Terriel, and he owned that sword when he killed White Walkers. Huge deal. So the reason why he's being brought back is because I feel like he's a savior of some sort in this, and he needs to be brought back. Even if he dies eventually down the line... His being brought back to this has a, is a key feature on what happens to the White Walkers.
1: One thing we get to see, we get to see a transition, and we transition from the gross pus we talked about, in same way they were transitioning the last one from poop to bowls and poop to bowls. We get pus to soup
4: Ugh.
1: and the and crossroads.
3: <laughs> Puss to pot pie.
1: Yeah. Jeff, so
0: I seriously think that this season Game of Thrones has uh, wants to give everybody an eating disorder with <laughs> with making everything just like fecal matter pus and man man I really want to pop pie but not anymore because I just think of pus and just rotting flesh cool I'm really excited about
4: this. I told you this mm-hmm. is like a season of diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> it's like where can we get the crappiest food in the in the worst places, and then eat it. Uh, and solving
1: America's weight loss by making them sick of eating food.
4: Arya seems to be at the what? at the it's heart what? of this because she's constantly eating. She's wherever there's food, there's Aria. Like that's where that's where she lands. She's like, oh, do you have pu- beer? Sweet. Do you have ale? Sweet. Do you have like some pot pu- pu- pie? I'll eat that too. She, she had shepherd's pie, I think, at one point. She She's nibbling on that bread. When I say nibble, she's eating it like a person who's never seen food before.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, she likes a, that pie crust, man. She has been urging pie
4: for a very long time,
0: though, as well. She's been living on the streets and fending for herself for a very long time.
4: And H- yeah. Hot Pie gives some really good information in this. I mean, she, first of all, she's at a hub. Where, that, that Where she's at with Hot Pie is a common area. That has been Game, yeah, game we've of We've seen it many times. We've seen it a ton of times. So it's not, it, that's why she knew who he was right away. She's like, oh, Hot Pie, how are you doing? First of all, awesome name that he's called Hot Pie. I really like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, she, he lets her know Bolton's dead, uh, that Jon Snow is now in Winterfell, and it gives her the opportunity to make an opinion and go, am I going left or am I going right?
2: That that place that 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 the that she was at the, the 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 central point. It reminds me like of a of Goldshire in World of Warcraft.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I
2: think that place
1: is called Crossroads in the Game of Thrones universe. Yep. But uh, one thing about Arya is we didn't predict like we pre- uh we had a couple predictions last week, but we didn't predict that she was going to run into Hot pot. We said this person or this or that. We didn't pick her into to Hot pot. Him being the one to convince and something so simple as that because ravens fly all around people talk all the time it's thoroughly surprising that news hadn't traveled to her yet but she was single-minded focused to kill people on her list and so she would not have been involved in any of those conversations she was just eat move on eat move on and that's it and so yeah
4: i think uh, Uh, it was awesome that that she kept saying to him she's like oh be safe don't worry he's like i'm 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 not in any danger here like nothing's gonna happen to me here at the crossroads like i'm just hanging out serving food serving hot pie yeah. I, I'm a survivor. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the so the scene where she's at the horse with the horse and she goes you know, she's ready to go and see Cersei and then all of a sudden, you know, that tug to John is like, Alright, I'm gonna go to Winterfell, like I'm gonna make the move and she and she spins that horse around and, and goes that way. So for her that's a huge that's a huge move because her vengeance is superseded by her need to be with family and the fact that John is alive. And she felt the most connected to John. So if it had been Sansa, it could have been a different story to me. I thought she felt more connected to John, or at least what he stood for. And so that's why she went that way.
1: Yeah. When as soon as the guys next to her start talking about going to King's Landing, and you see them ride off, I'm like, Yeah, they're really setting up that this is the way to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. They gave it an actual direction yeah. out of crossroads, yes, and then they just did. watching her like. Go the other way. Go the other way. Go the other way. <laughs> and she does, Jeff.
0: Well, I mean, the the way that she went is just fully covered in snow too. The other way wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so that is another way that they show that she's going north.
1: So now, go ahead. I'm still unclear though what the Nymerian scene and her wolf was all about. Yeah. That- what was it trying to convey? They told us at the end, but as i, I in that scene, I wasn't I wasn't too sure.
0: Go ahead. Okay, so the lat, uh you know what? I'll let Paul go. I'll go I'll, – I'll let Paul go. <laughs> uh,
3: I think with uh, Myneria turning away from her, I think she is going to turn back and go south, honestly. I think that okay. that's what's going to happen with uh, – and that's like the importance of the dire wolf.
0: The last, thing, the last thing that she says to Nymeria when Nymeria walks away and turns away from her is – that's not you. And she does it with a smirk on her face because she connects so much with Nymeria that she's like, you know what? That's not me either.
4: And now she's going to go back South and go back onto her mission. I'm I'm kind of in agreement with that. The that's not you line is a line that she used in season one when Ned asked her if Mm -hmm. she wore dresses and she said, that's not me. And so I I appreciate that, but I think it is, is Nymeria is going to come back. That's not you. Like, I don't think you're like that. I get what you're doing right now because you were abandoned and left by to your own devices and you found a way by yourself too. I found a way by myself too. Eventually you'll come back. So like, I, I, I'm still going to right. John. That's not you. You'll find your way back at some point. To, and maybe that'll be to help her. Because that wolf could have killed her with all of the other wolves around her and chose mm-hmm. not to. So the connection of at least being familial was enough for, her, for, the, for the wolf to be like, yeah, I know who you are, but you stink. I think I'm going to go away now. Like, she's she's burned. She She's really upset because she was pushed away in season one.
1: Right. And that was exactly my theory on as well. this short. I interpreted it as she's a loner, the wolf's a loner, but that's only after the showrunners tried to explain what they were trying to do at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, you, I didn't get that in the scene, but okay, yeah. I'm, I'm taking it as this now. I still, I think this scene is probably the worst scene because of uh, it has too many interpretations, but the showrunners wanted it to mean something very specific.
4: Yeah, I think that uh, they, when they showed the highlight, I'm sorry, it, when they showed it in the highlight, it, it looked like it meant a lot more.
2: Yeah, and and, and I was gonna say that it's it didn't c- didn't come out the way that I think that the showrunner runners really wanted to, but after seeing it, it makes sense. But I I do honestly think that eventually that there's going to be a battle with white walkers and the wolf's going to come in into play. And, and cause you, you don't bring something back like that and not utilize it. So, you know, that at some point her wolf's coming back. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have always been wondering like what happened to Nymeria because you always knew that she was out there. She actually got mm-hmm. away. And so it was nice. And that reveal of just how big she was too was great Paul and I were just sitting on the couch and we we
4: both did like a big
0: damn type of moment
4: and it was it was great. The other thing uh, that I was thinking about is that the death oh. of the wolf could... the of the second wolf, not Nymeria, the other one, could be a White Walker wolf. And so Ooh. if she comes out to save somebody or fights against a White Walker wolf, that could be a separate story. Remember, this is like The Walking Dead. Somebody dies... They turn into a White Walker. It just like, you know what I mean? If they come up, if they come along the way, they can take out. That. So I don't know if that's the case or not, but I'm just throwing out theories.
3: Uh, I just, I respectfully disagree with you, uh, Mr. Namian. Uh, I think the Nymeria scene was kind of a one-off. I think it was just them, just like the showrunners. Sure, that's what they're saying. Like, oh, the wolf isn't going to go back north. But with that, it's also kind of saying that Arya's not, going to go back north and i think they're just going to do a really quick about face with it like it's kind of a little tease you know and i think and i honestly don't think uh the wolf is going to come back i think it was like just a one-off get her back in the direction she's supposed to be going and we'll never see her again In, in terms
1: of advancing the plot i think that that's the best way but the one thing that does make me second guess is the line from last episode leave one wolf alive yep after the wolf alive, comes back to bite you. Oh, yeah. uh, and so I think that line could lead to something else, but I don't think it would be a major element like the White Walker battle. Mm-hmm. I think it would be more of a minor encounter. Uh, she's maybe traveling back down to Riverlands, some minor encounter, wolf comes to help right there, not any major battle.
4: This still leaves it open for Arya or Jamie to be the one who takes out Cersei. Because if she's if she heads if she starts to head back that way, then it's like a race to me between which one is <laughs> going to take her out. Because one of them is yeah. going to take her out. I still feel like it's Jamie, but you know, I because my that's who I have my uh, my money on. But it could be either or. Well, Jeff, Cajun, yep. uh, you show you so, showed that
0: picture uh, in the Discord last week after uh, after we mm-hmm. had all done yep. the recording uh, of during the map scene where Cersei and Jamie are talking, you can see that she is standing in a part of the north called the Neck, while mm-hmm. Jamie is standing on the islands off of off the coast called the Fingers. So yep. it's a little it's a little telling there.
1: It was the only reason that map was there is yeah, yep. to do that aerial scene and to have them standing in that one spot. It was like they're standing too far apart. There's a map on the ground. she has maps everywhere there's really no need for this except for that scene right there they they, they just wanted to like just push that foretelling in there physical distance and and
4: emotional uh, distance they forgot the internet exists Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. so we're heading to the north right like let's head north where Sansa and Jon are and Littlefinger and literally every other lord that was listening to his speech Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he he got Tyree Tyrion's note, pardon me. Um, and Jon's answer was, "Well, she has dragons, and fires kill the whites. So let's let's listen a little bit." And Sansa wasn't having it
0: at all. No, uh, <clears throat> she, occasion
1: She was not having it at all because he didn't talk to her first. No. Nope. Previously, he was like, "Don't interrupt me, woman." And she was like, "I'm not a woman. I'm your sister, and I'm gonna do things that I feel are right." He's like, "Well, at least don't do it in public." And he just completely ignored it and made a big scene in public. He's like, you didn't give me a chance to ignore you behind closed doors. And, and, and Sansa was completely in the right. I mean, she completely (laughs) calls him out right there. And she has every right to because he didn't even consult her at all. He made a unilateral decision.
2: But in John's defense, John already had a rebuttal for her attack towards him, which was, which was, "You, you can't leave. You can't, you can't leave. Oh. Jeff?
0: we're leaving out a major part before we get to that. Okay, okay. And that is uh that after they get the tir- uh the note from Tyrion, Sam's note
4: comes in. Uh that that's the connective right. tissue. It's yeah, like same yeah. time. They have
1: notes at the same time.
4: We have we have we have, we have double
2: influence, we have double reasons to go. Somebody I
4: know yeah. and then somebody I trust. And, and then, so that that's why yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah.
2: So but back to what I was, was saying is that John had a rebuttal. So yeah, he may not have talked to her behind closed doors to give her that because as soon as she's it off, he turned around. He goes, It's okay, I'm leaving in capable hands. You're going to be looking over in my stead. Yeah, but he completely negates
1: his point from the previous one by cutting out her influence at all when he agreed to like discuss with her and stuff like this. So, yeah, he's uh, he's making his own bed, pissing off his sister
4: sansa threw in that the mad king was the one who killed their grandfather so everybody keeps throwing the mad king under the bus jesus christ the mad king is like every time something happens it's like well the mad king you know blah blah blah. the offhand comment where one of the lords that because when he when he's giving his speech says targaryens and lannisters can are not to be trusted and he's a targaryen so like that was the line and i'm like damn that dude he don't even know yet dude like Oh, Targaryen! I'm, I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'm so sorry. Now, I'm so sorry. Now, tomato now, toma- tomato. That is, that's tomato I tomato. Up. I apologize.
1: That's one thing I brought up last week when they were doing the uh, we we're discussing the preview for this one was this has come they're setting this up yep. as these people do not trust anybody with that blood and there's a person coming from the wall, coming from the wall uh, down and I did mess up that last week as well too. Sorry, that is an error by me. I. Somehow put Bran and Jon Snow in the same place, and I thought they were going to talk this week. Missed out, but Bran's coming down. Uh, he's going to be there soon, and he's going to reveal uh, his parentage. Or Samuel Tarly is going to reveal the parentage because he's going to read it. In a he book, was missing way soon. missing in and this. These episode. people are going to have to decide whether they trust Targaryens or they don't.
4: So in so Jon's speech, all right, uh, bar none. I mean, he, odds are against them. They need allies. The risk is worth taking. Sansa says, talks about the emissary, which, Cajun, you talked about last week. What, like They're going to send an emissary. Somebody's going to go. And he says, mm-hmm. no, because if I send an emissary, they're not going to believe me. So a, a queen will only respond to a king. And so that's why I have to be the one who goes.
3: Uh, I was just going to say that I felt that Sansa was really uh, kind of weak this, epi- this episode. I was expecting her to stand up a lot quicker. And the moment where she's like, where Jon Snow's like, I'm going to keep it in capable hands. And she's like, well, who? It's kind of like, well, WTF, lady. Like, (laughs) you know, why? Like, why did you not just think of that yourself? It it felt like they kind of dumbed her down in this episode. And I think that kind of shows that Sansa's definitely not going to be the person to kill Cersei's. Like... No. I think we could take that one off the table. I don't think she has uh the strength and I don't think that she cares enough also because if I feel if she wanted something more she, like she would have stepped up and been like okay you go and I'll take
2: over here. <clears throat> now I wanted to go in so the next part in this uh John is is basically having a moment with who he thinks is his father. He's having a moment with Ned the person who raised him. Uh, but it's a statue. How cool was that first off to see the statue
4: of Ned? That was great. Like, was liked it. that, it that was, was, it was That was great. It was awesome until Little Dick came in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: Little Sorry. I hate that. I, I love, I love Little I absolutely love to hate him. I love. Oh no, he's him. a he's a total love hate character. Oh, like you he's just so want, good. you just want to punch him in the throat, but you also want to give him a
4: hug at the same time. The moment Sansa was named Queen of the North or King of the North, I'm like, oh shit, because you know he wants that. Like it's like, yeah. oh, this is exactly what he wants.
1: Yeah, for him though, like that's his end goal at the end of the day, and that leads to what my when my prediction was even more so. Uh, I think is that. Sansa kills Jon. So, hate to break your hearts again. But I think that's where it's more leading to. She's not doing that. She's going to Israel. But what was Littlefinger's goal? I think he's losing it. Littlefinger's losing it because what is his goal to go down there? Is he just going to gloat that he loved his uh, stepmother? He loved Jon Snow's stepmother and that he wants to bone Sansa? Is that was his entire goal? Because that's all he did. Yeah, because he slapped he, him, he he slapped him. Slapped him and said his that no.
4: his stepmother didn't even like him. He was oh, like, yeah, she didn't even like right? you, and so that's he threw Ned in there. He's like, oh, by the way, she didn't like you, and oh, by the way, you should have said thank you for the time I saved you in the Battle of the Bastards, motherfucker. Like that's basically what he said to. You. He's like, you should have saved, and he did. And so there was a huge deal. Like he made it, it. Honestly, it was like a compliment and then a slap. A compliment and then a slap. It was. It was bad. I liked and it though. I'm, I loved. I loved the managed. way he played the scene. He played the scene to the point where if I had him, I would have jacked him up against that wall and been like, listen, dude.
1: Yeah, but one thing about acting is motivations, and I don't. The only motivation I can believe for Littlefinger there is if he's literally losing control and just reaching mm. and just reaching to to engage with people. Yeah,
4: what do you I make? I think that's all he's doing right there. What do you make of the gaze? the The scene where Littlefinger is staring up at Sansa was kind of creepy. Like it was just almost like it. Like was that the audience kind of peering, and going, "Okay, this is my thought process. This is what I my plan is." Or do you think it was him thinking, I don't know what she's thinking? Hmm. I, I didn't know which way to take it. I didn't know if it was like, yeah. I don't know which way she's going with this, or it was, ah, this is exactly how I planned it. I don't know. I don't know how to
2: take that. Uh, it, it was it was a hard it was a hard one to I mean I just took it as I'm a creepy little bastard and I'm gonna look up and look at the redhead.
4: I'm gonna look up the redhead. The, the the line about the mom, it's like, dude, you, you already hit on my mom. Now you're hitting on my sister. No. Like, that's it. That's why I'm jacking you up against the wall. Stop talking about my sister. Yeah. I don't even think it was about the mom because he really didn't care for her. But, like, it was like, stop talking about my sister. Like, that's enough. Oh, yeah. Catelyn hated
0: mm. him. Sure did. Absolutely yeah. hated him. Because she thought that uh, John was a sign of uh, Ned's infidelity.
1: Now, moving on, we're moving down the path. And where we started, um, King's Landing. Cersei, and we are talking about modern times earlier, Cersei, she delivers fake news to some Tyrell loyalists. That was awesome. She basically just, yeah, she just drops all kinds of fake news. These are that, this is this, and just
4: lie after lie after lie. More Mad King shit and, coming out. More like, yes. the Mad King! <laughs> and look, like, people just keep throwing the Mad King out of the bus. Oh, look, yeah. Mad King! Yeah
0: or you're acting like the mad king and stuff yeah. like that. It, it's just like it's like an insult.
4: Uh How do you Every plan on stopping a dragon? We've got things in the works. It's almost like, you know, Trump. We've got ways to fix the uh, you know, I told care, you, everything, politics, health care. I was gonna yeah, say politics. it, but I was trying to stay back. I was trying I mean, not it was, to. It was fake news. It was like we got ways was... to fix health care. Like it'll happen. We Kafafi or whatever. Yeah,
0: Kafafi. Yeah, Kafafi.
1: Kofifi.
2: Kofifi.
0: Yeah, Joe? now quibern actually did kind of deliver. I don't really think that it's going to really do anything against an actual dragon, but he showed a trebuchet. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Not a trebuchet. Sorry, not a trebuchet. A ballista. A ballista. A ballista. Sorry.
0: Yes. Uh, but he showed it a, working against the skull of an of a dead dragon.
4: And yeah. it's brittle.
0: Chris, the dragon,
1: right? So much stuff.
4: Yeah, it, it, it was the dragon. Uh, the dragon was the Valerian Dread, and so that was the head of all the king uh, of uh, the king of dragons. It was the last major big dragon before the 3 that Danny has right now. Um, and so they said that the dragons could be wounded by spears up uh, with this giant, giant crossbow. My thought again and I'm going to keep throwing this out there until one of these sticks if this damn thing takes down a uh, takes down uh, a dragon, what happens when the white walkers come and they have a white walker dragon?
2: Ooh, World of Warcraft. I have a
4: I actually have a big question. Have we seen
0: uh, white walker animals? No. Not yet. So, yeah. So,
1: Chris's, Chris's theory is. Yeah, we have. Yes, we have. We have seen white walker animals. horses.
4: Oh. Okay. Damon coming true. in with the save. That's why I knew oh, you were the close. closer. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think it's going to be part is of like, the plot. Oh, this I think, is why we're I think friends, Damien, that's just for dramatic yes. effect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's just for dramatic effect. And that, for the most part, uh, we're not going to see animals uh, being taking over, or we'd see it much more prevalently, or it would be highlighted. They'll highlight. Uh, they just so.
2: highlighted the giants. They're just taking their time, man. They got a whole another season that they yeah, got. Yeah, but they're so humanoids. Giants are humanoids. So yeah, but Jamie, they have
1: horses. So
4: oh. dire wolves are gonna Di- come. No, oh, you're you're still on the dire wolves. I love it. Jamie does talk to to Lord Tarly, um, who took out Robert Baratheon uh, at one point in a, in a war, and he plays that foreigner card to like a T. Um, but what he tells him, I think, is really interesting, and it, it, he plays the. You know which side are you going to be on? The fighting is going to include Elena uh, Tyrell, and Tarly's are sworn oath to uh, the Tyrells, so there's going to be uh, a juxtapose there too. So, and we know that uh, that Lord Tarly is Samwell's father. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, now is Samwell going to eventually make his way there? Are they completely separated? There's still the sword, which we're talking about that he has. So like, there's a lot of, a lot of things in play right now. There's a reason why Jamie's talking to him too. It also reminded me a lot of Jamie season two, like uh, playing that card. Like I have the upper hand, you know, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) I just got that.
1: (laughs) Now, which side do you think he's going to be on? Because he's, he was non-committal in his, his conversation. So it did, it, it, Didn't seem like he was actually picking a side at that point. So I think if foreigner's attack King's Landing, he sways towards Cersei, Mm -hmm. uh, which is something that could very much happen now. Uh, But otherwise, I think he sways towards uh, Daenerys. Any other thoughts?
0: So I think that, yeah, he's going to be an opportunist, uh, kind of like how the Lannisters were and how the Boltons were. He's just, now you have Lord Tarly taking the uh, banner of the Boltons, who the Boltons actually took the banner for Tywin uh, before.
4: So it's kind of just like a passing of the of the flag. The thing I want to bring up in this part is the fact that people actually believe in dragons now, and it's not a myth anymore. Yeah, so before, before, when you're talking about dragons, it's always like, oh yeah, they used to exist. No, no, they really exist, and people actually believe they exist, and so this is why we have this huge effing crossbow in order to take them out. So, it, it, it's now starting to spread that Danny has the dragons and that they're real. Yeah. Haven't these people seen Dragonheart? <laughs> no, they don't have TV. I, listen, most of them I'm, don't I'm even like, know the answers have exist, a... dude.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: when are they going to start <laughs> believing in White Walkers? Who knows?
4: <laughs> Jon Snow, yeah, yeah, exactly. Snow and Samwell are the only like few people that actually have some credence in this. And the Wildlings. But nobody's wildlings going to believe
0: the Wildlings because sure. they are Wildlings. So I wonder when they yep. come into yeah, play. But Bran, too. Yeah.
1: Bran's another one, though. Bran brings it in there That's because true. not only has he seen the Wildlings, he actually saw how they were created. He knows how they were created. So he, he is the big
0: key to this Don't do that, no, um, Damien. no anymore. it's gonna happen it's gonna happen.
4: stop stop we're done <laughs> so are we yeah. are we moving on to the love boat <laughs> oh yeah
1: let's yeah. love boat, i Grey thought this was no, this was the, this was the foreign, this was no,
4: the foreign no, invasion no 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 lady Greyjoy and illyria uh it turned into the love boat a little bit for like about 20 seconds and then it stopped and then fireworks. But
2: she was trying to invite in the brother too. That was the whole it was a, thing. It was she was parting the seas,
4: <laughs> and then all no. of a sudden it got cut off.
1: <laughs> I, I think that scene was a more ways than one. One, it was just to to like, have, hey, we're sexy. Both of these people, both of these women are gay or swing both ways. But the main thing on that scene was not about them at all. It was about the other person. In the room it was about Theon. Oh yeah. Basically, Alaria Sand takes his balls away. She basically like, go get me a drink, and that. I think, starts triggering him to his reactions later because she takes his balls and he gets all remembered of everything that was cut and done to him in in the, uh, the later scene at the end of the fight.
4: That attack on that boat was so Pirates of the Caribbean. It was so badass. And what it did was solidify what Euron had said to Cersei is really how he is. And we yeah. we we hadn't seen that before, and it's like okay, well, back the statement up. Okay, well, I just backed that statement up, and I took out. I'm I'm coming on a ship, and I'm taking some people out while I do it.
2: And the actor who plays Euron, I forgive me, I don't know his name actually, but he, uh, he had stated that that you haven't seen nothing yet of my character. My character is going to make you hate him, and he plays it to a T. of He's a crazy bastard, like like awesome fighter, but cr- straight up crazy like i mean that laugh that laugh at the end of it was boom it it was like okay his crazy eyes throughout the whole thing
0: yeah as well Mm -hmm. well just his entrance let's go let's go to that yes Uh, that was the best (laughs) yeah so you have the huge crack a kraken jaw uh sails coming in with like the kraken jaw or kraken beak basically with a crocodile teeth coming down and smashing one of the uh one of uh Yara's yeah, Yara's uh shipmates like, crushing, and a person just, like the... crushing a person and oh and I crushed that dude yeah, too yeah and I forgot then about they just that just run in and just start a massacre. Uh go ahead, yeah,
1: now one thing I didn't like about that scene, I liked a lot about the scene. I didn't like how underpowered the sand snakes were, the kids, because they were so overpowered and trained and so well earlier. And it's basically like them versus Euron. He he really should have lost there, Jeff.
0: Well, I have a I actually have a defense for that, uh, and it okay. it actually goes with their weapon types. He has he has a an axe which is for uh, close range, while the oldest sand snake has a spear, and then the other one has a whip. And then she gets a dagger out Uh, really, really late. But they're trying to fight with their weapons of choice on a boat, which is close quarters, when they usually fight from far distances. They weren't able to really defend themselves as well as they should have been.
2: They had the wrong loadout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking general
0: terms
4: here, you get it, you get it. Well, they, he takes out one of the sands right away, and so they send the other daughter down immediately to help the mom. And it's like, the mom is defenseless, and she can take people out with, I don't know, she can kill them with some serum like that she creates, but she's not going to like be able to defend herself. And so... She had that knife, and that's literally all she was. That that little dagger is all she had to take out. She took out a lot, at too. one point. It looked like four or five mm-hmm. guys down there, so mm-hmm. it, it was impossible. Four against one doesn't matter if it's female, male. Doesn't I, I don't care. That person's not going to be able to help defend whatever it is that Sand was it was definitely taken out, regardless of whatever the case was.
2: But now, then you hear, then you hear her scream, "Kill us, kill us!" and you just see the smile of the henchman.
4: By the to me, the best scene in the entire show was. When Theon looked at his sister Yara and mm-hmm. her, her, the tears just rolled down her cheek because yeah. she knew that no matter what happened, he wasn't going to be strong enough in order to do anything, it just wasn't going to right. be that way. And so, him, him, when he jumped off the ship, I didn't even need to, I knew that before he even jumped because I just saw the tears in her eyes, I knew he wasn't going to make a move.
3: Agreed. I, uh, while we were watching it, I was like, Oh, don't go reek please don't go Rick. I didn't want to see <laughs> that happened. And then you see that that was a fantastic moment of acting though, because he looks down mm-hmm. and he sees what's happening. It, the, either the ear getting cut off or the dude getting his teeth ripped out. And then he does that, that look again. And when they show you in the post credits, that look that reek does, he just channeled it right away again. And it was this really beautiful moment of acting to see him jump off. But I want to say, I hated that entire sequence because it was so horribly edited, oh man! It was so <laughs> like so choppy. I couldn't tell what the hell was going on half the time. the The green screen was pretty apparent, and even though that that shot of uh, Euron coming down on the beak and he's all like Brah! it's kind of cool. But at the same time, like you, it's very like, what the fuck am I looking at here?
1: Yeah, it was. It was very impractical, but it. it that was all for cinematic effect that was all for the the coolness of it and you just got the yeah it was just it was stylized
3: it was just too it was too overly stylized for me and that's not usually what you see in this show like the battle sequences are usually very very well choreographed very well shot and you can usually tell really well what's going on but just for like that one scene it was like a michael bay movie or luke Basson. take your pick
4: we talk about real-world oh, stuff. No. This was PTSD.
2: That's yes. exactly what Very this was. True. Very true. And yeah. so
4: so you talk about how this relates to what is occurring now. That's exactly what happened. He had PTSD. It One yep. thing, tr- he got triggered, and it brought him back into being Reek again. And he there was no choice. It wasn't like, no. I, I can choose to, to be Theon. I can choose to be Reek. He was Reek again. And what Reek would have done was run, and that's what he did. He had, And that was that scene where she, her eyes watered. She saw him do that twitch. She knew he changed. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're you're him again. He had no shot. I'm going to be honest, though. Him jumping off that ship saved her life. Yes. Because had he made yeah. a move, somebody, he, she would have died. Had Him jumping off is the reason why she's still alive right now, and that changes the game even more so. That look yeah. that she gives...
0: Uh when she sees him turn to is like heartbreaking it because was. she cares so much for her brother and just seeing him not be able to get out of that when he was doing so good uh, for a while, it was just like heartbreaking for herself. She wasn't scared for her really. She was scared for him that whole time.
3: For sure. Yeah. Uh, in the post-credit scenes when they the showrunners are talking, this is twice now we can uh, be like, hey, I don't like what they're saying, but they were talking about how that look she gives is like, oh, you betrayed me, Theon, and it's like, what the hell is you talking about? He betrayed her, you know. The just another. I think that's just kind of like a miss on what the showrunners may have been trying to go for, mm-hmm. versus what the actor's choice was, maybe. Yeah,
1: it need, it needed to be. Reek was not a betrayal. It mm-hmm. was it was a survival uh it was it was a ptsd move and it was a survival move and he was never a hero mm-hmm. uh especially not in that in the unwinnable situation
4: no especially at the end when he wa- he's watching he's sitting in the water so basically he's he's hanging on it was kind of like the the whole uh titanic? uh titanic yeah i thought about that i thought the whole titanic thing i was just like okay he's watching everything blow up around him and he has nothing he can do about i'll never it. let go yeah I'll never <laughs> let
0: go jack
4: <laughs> So heading heading, <laughs> heading into final thoughts, there are some hits in this episode and some misses. Where do you think that the show hit and where do you think it, it missed? Uh,
1: I'll go where I hit and I missed. Um, so I said that about Brandon telling John his parentage, I missed that one completely. I said it was going to be this week. I was wrong because I forgot where John was.
4: <laughs> A place where I thought the show missed... How did Euron know where those ships were?
1: He's a master of the seas. You have scouting ships. Uh, it, it wasn't a single ship. It was a little fleet. But we're talking uh, l- you, you less than a that. day?
0: Like he? Knew- no, 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 no. There's so much time. This time is passes. not real
1: time. There's so much time. This is not in real time. They don't show time stamps on here. It is completely r- irrelevant what the actual time frame is in terms of cuts and sun going up and down. So I mean it's gonna be John's probably gonna be at, at Dragonstone tomorrow. He's gonna travel literally all the way across uh Westeros uh next Sunday, but it's just gonna fast forward uh
4: time wise. Do you feel like grabbing sand and Lady Greyjoy was a happy accident or was on purpose?
0: I think that it was it was on purpose to grab uh the sand. Okay. Um, because he he said that he was going to bring a gift, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why he attacked the ship was to find a gift, and that gift is the person that killed Marcella, mm-hmm. and so right. and
1: we were all and we are all wrong about that.
2: Yes. You think so? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah every one of us was at least oh, on yeah. episode. Yeah. Everyone was wrong. Paul said it was going to be Tyrion's yep. head. Oh, Chris
1: yeah. said it was going to be a Gentry. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it was just going to be obliterating the fleet. Uh, none of us predicted the sand snakes were going to be a gift. Yeah. yeah. Uh but one thing that's for sure, when the gift is presented, Jamie Lannister will be rolling his eyes hard at Euron's gloat. Yes.
4: Oh. Side totally. note, side note <laughs> so everybody everybody knows, Euron is related to the Greyjoys. He is their uncle. So like yes. it, in in mm-hmm. taking over the ship, it's a family matter. Like this is all amongst a family and so like the evil uncle. I just like in case I don't know, people listening may not have that connection. Evil uncle kills the mm-hmm. evil dad. Uh, for the evil kids,
1: uh, for yeah, uh, Yara, though, I don't think is going to be a gift, though. That's for that's for Yuron, that is his own personal. He wants that, that's his own, yeah. He's
0: Mm -hmm. going to torture
4: her because she took all of his ships. That was one of my questions Is Yura and uh, Sand both for Cersei, or are they for one for the other? So, so that Mm -hmm. answers that. And does Neptune
1: predict, uh, one, one thing on that. Cersei's gonna have to say yes now. Yes, I was gonna say it's to the marriage, because right? He says, yep. "Bring a
0: gift." Yep, and that's gonna she, piss off Jamie.
1: Exactly because her her her, um, her opponent's fleet has been obliterated. Uh, her fleet is now Euron's fleet, and if she doesn't say yes, she loses her fleet and that power. So she has to say yes now. It's gonna
0: piss him off. Yep. I I have like one uh, theory, kind of theory, building off of what we've talked about. So Daenerys says that Jon's going to need to go over and bend the knee to, him, uh, to her. I don't think that Jon will bend the knee. My question
4: was going to be, do you think he'll bend the knee? No. That was no. that was a yeah. question. I have no I oh, don't yeah. think yeah.
0: so. he he
1: doesn't he doesn't care to be king. He bends the I knee th- because he has an ulterior motive. His ulterior motive is to gain her on his side. Get uh, her and her dragons up there to defeat the Wild Walkers. What are you going to do? Bend the knee for it? I don't even want to be king anyway. I'll bend the knee, and I need this dragon glass on there. I want to get that too. All right, let's do all
4: that yep. just for a knee. Let's go. Cage and I are He's on the same page. It. He bends that knee no matter what. Um, like I don't, it, does, it doesn't I even matter. It has no meaning to him whatsoever. He's just trying to make sure that everybody survives. And in order to get that glass, because he knows the glass kills the White Walkers, he doesn't give us. He doesn't care. Give an f what he has to say in order to get it. But the thing. Go ahead, Damien. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: I-, I was thinking. I mean do we think that brand's going to show up in this or a note from brand will show up in the next episode? Cause get this, he goes there, he doesn't be, or he, he bends a knee, but then he finds out that he's royalty as well. He's not and in the preview, that, but that I know, but that would be, but they, it, they don't always put everything in the preview because that could be what they, I mean, it could be the very end. The end scene is he gets a letter from Bran, looks at it and he looks up and then end scene. Jeff? Nah, it's going to be Bran himself. So. so the thing that
0: I'm kind of th- uh, thinking about this is that, no, he, he's not going to bend the knee, and the reason why he's not going to bend the knee is that that means she will have him join her cause, and her cause is conquering all of Westeros right now, trying to get everybody on her, t- on her side. His thing is white walkers white walkers need to die we need to protect ourselves from that and that is his number one goal if that means bending the knee isn't going to get him to that then he's not going to and daenerys is is so single-minded right now about just conquering westeros so she's not going to care about white walkers but she doesn't know about them yet and nobody uh, a lot of people don't know about it the only time that she's going to know about it and actually take it seriously is if she,
4: if she sees some. And when is that going to happen right now? I think if she trusts in John and what he tells her, what he's seen, that then she'll believe in that. So at that point, I think they're on an even playing field because he'll tell you he'll tell her this is what I've seen. and This is what I know. And as the king of the north, I'm not doing this, or I will do this. I mean, he'll do it for the glass. I think he really does do it for the dragon's glass, to be honest. But in in that process, he says, I've seen White Walkers. I will tell you who your real enemy is.
2: They have fast travel, they have dragons. We're gonna see we're gonna see John ride a dragon. This will be towards the end too. They're gonna be like, he's gonna explain white walkers. She's gonna be like, Show me. They're gonna get on the back of a dragon. And they're going to go over, they're going to find where the White Walkers are. And they're going right. to kill a couple White Walkers with fire so he can prove that they can die by fire.
4: Oh. Uh, seem,
1: that's White Walker easy. Battles is the final that's scene. That's too easy. Is, yeah, is, is it, I, yeah White Walker Battles in the final part of this show, not this early. I think that the like biggest next, battle next that is
0: going to happen is actually going to be, be between Jon and Daenerys because Daenerys has come so far to actually rule Westeros. And then she's going to find out, everybody's going to find out that he is a Targaryen as well. Uh, that Jon is a Targaryen as well. And then she's like, no, I've come so far. This is
4: mine. You get out of here. And they butt heads. But he doesn't care about power. That's he the doesn't. thing. He doesn't care. He's just like, you have it. Like, can we just take out some people so the rest of my friends can stay alive? But lineage is key in that in that point of time. And he would be the
0: next in line because he is Rhaegar's son. She is... Uh, She's a female, and uh, unfortunately, that's not that's not how it goes. If there's a male ready to take the throne, then that's what would happen.
4: But he's ready to hand it over to Sansa.
0: Yeah,
1: Ask all the Baratheons about that. I know, (laughs) I know.
0: That worked really well for them. It's, it's.
1: Yeah, it's all hearsay and words.
0: There's still a bastard son lying around someplace. No, as soon as Gendry gets in there too. I mean, Yeah. yeah.
2: That's what All that right. that's, that'll be the next you know the spin-off Game of Thrones it'll be like the new Game of Thrones. What if
0: Gendry was actually a thing?
1: That's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what what if we brought him back and actually like did something with this character? Yeah. Yeah. So in the so uh, we, we covered some stuff in hits and misses. Uh, covered some of the misses uh, and we kind of skipped over some of the hits that we got uh, last week. And I'll, I'll cover my two that I hit uh, uh, on on was I picked last week that Euron would obliterate Daenerys' fleet. Yeah, you Check. did. Was and right. that uh, I said Arya would turn around and go north uh, and find her wolf, except I missed the order. I thought she would find the wolf first, and then that would turn her around, but she found it after. So I'm calling that one a hit as well. Now, the other ones, we shall see.
0: Uh, who else had hit some hits? I know I hit my hit like way early,
4: or my slight hit, like a graze, I'll say. <laughs> 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 I'm still holding off on Gentry And I'm still holding off on Jamie Being the, the guy who takes that care of everything But we'll see, we'll see how it goes I really feel like that that's the, the, the biggest the deal is to, is to take down Cersei Although I think the yeah. White Walkers And everybody else's opinion seems to be the bigger deal And I know that Paul's yeah. is still kind of in waiting
0: right now Because oh. it's way too yeah. early to tell what's going to happen there
3: Because we didn't yeah. even get to see the Hound this week No,
0: which was sad Nope oh, Sandor is always not nope, no, very I, welcome in any scene. In my house, <laughs> yes. always. Oh
3: yeah, he was
1: he was the hit last week. Like, he, can't, he can't be the hit all the time, apparently. But uh, I have a few new ones. But uh, one one piggybacks Damien, so it's, it's right in there. It was that brand's arrival in Winterfell is actually going to get a po- create a power struggle of three Starks? You're going to have a natural born son, a daughter who was named a ruler, and Jon Snow who was elected. Uh, ruler king of the north and that will create a power struggle uh, two of which John and Bran do not want but the people will have uh, an internal power struggle on who they want to follow when they disagree on stuff
4: I I feel like they're going to go in and do exactly what Daenerys said and go try to take these people and cause them to be hungry and it's going to backfire on them and it's going to end up hurting uh, the Unsullied when they go to Castile Rock.
1: Yeah, that's uh, theory number three of my new f- my four new theories. Uh, three is that at Castile Rock, Daenerys, she will win that battle, but Grey Worm will die because he's going to do something heroic, but be- and his fear will be revealed doing something heroic that he just revealed, and he will pass because of that.
4: There's a group we still haven't talked about yet, who hasn't been shown on this season, and the Dothraki. So their appearance in this next two episodes is is very key because of where they stand and what they stand for, especially considering how how scared Cersei was or unscared when Jamie was talking uh, about what they mean in in this battle. They're they're the wild card for Cersei. They don't because they don't. She right. doesn't know how they're going to behave.
0: Well, right now their tummies are are getting settled because they were on the ocean for a very long time. They're having a hard time. And then the
3: rains came and they're like, oh no. (laughs) Why (laughs) is it cold here? you don't like this? (laughs) I don't. Watch the next episode. And the show looked at their budget
1: (laughs) and they're like, this is a very expensive group of people to put into a scene. Uh, We're only going to use them when we really need them. So uh, wait for the really need them scene. (laughs) Yeah, That's a lot of horses. I'm telling you, man, they're all going to have
3: pneumonia (laughs) next week. It's like, oh, yeah, the, the rains came and the Dothraki, man. No immune system. I'll put it down. They weren't eating vitamin C. Dothraki pneumonia. Yeah.
4: We also need another White Walker sighting. Yes. There needs to be another White Walker sighting in the next episode. There okay, was, I'll, I'll, I'll give this it. This,
2: this is where you're going to see the, the next White Walker scene. You will see White Walker animals. I'll I'm throw it out. I'm throwing it more out. More than out. just horses. More than just horses. You will see some. You'll see White Walker animals.
4: I want a backstory on the head it's of just the. Just going to be a White Walker squirrel. Don't well, don't worry, yeah, I do too, because coming. the head of the the head of the White Walkers. There's like, no backstory. There's no backstory. Uh, yeah, but the guy, the yes,
2: actor who plays him, is from. Uh, uh oh, go ahead. Never mind.
1: Yeah, the back the backstory is already shown. Bran saw the yeah. vision uh, well, when he was in the tree. Uh, he wore he it and he saw the little oh, creatures. Right. They stabbed this guy in the heart with dragon glass. Dragon glass both kills and, and makes, makes white, white walkers. walkers but children at, of the from, forest. From, forest. forest. Yeah, but from children of the forest.
4: Yeah, from yeah. that point yeah. you have like basically what just his vision of less than two minutes, and that's how he became the king of the white walkers. That's all you need. Oh come on, I need, that's all you need. I, need no, I mean, there's I there, more, there's no personality there in the Mary characterization of the. I just want to see somebody yeah. turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh watch The Walking too. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. White Walkers are The Walking Dead. George well, yeah, Romero showing it, yeah. his turn face at again in Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> uh, now, that, uh, one other theory I have is that, this is a real small one, but Cersei is going to torture Hilarious Sand's daughter in front of her. Oh, yeah. No. Just,
0: yeah. But,
1: and that is going to steal Jamie. I know. Nope. Nope, so. nope.
2: I got it. I know what's going to happen because the mountain killed her father. The mountain is going to rape the daughter.
3: No.
1: Oh, whoa. No. It's a it's a good theory.
2: Yeah. But they've been but they've been nothing but doing disturbing stuff. Yeah. That's their that's their next disturbing hit. They're going to do. Yeah. But like
3: necrophilia in reverse rape. Come on.
2: Yeah, no, you, no, no! He'll rape her to death. Sounds yeah, but, gr- it sounds uh, gruesome, but that
4: brings that brings the mountain back in, in order to bring the hound back in, in order to have that the battle and the, yeah. and the reason why you know.
1: Yeah, but the, yeah, but the hound's not heading in that direction. I, the hound's
0: no. heading for the yeah, wall. Heading yeah, for the wall. I,
4: is he heading to the wall or is he heading to Eastwatch? Oh, well, they were in Riverlands, so like wherever they're heading next. They were in Riverlands, R- or the Riverland... Oh, Eastwatch. Yeah, you right. He's yeah. heading to
1: Eastwatch. You're right. Yeah, he did because they saw the vision and fire, and like that, you saw where we're headed, and so yeah, you're right. It's now, hard to keep everybody uh, straight. the last one, pick <laughs> the back one. Last one kind of piggybacks uh, a Damian uh, shared theory from last week towards the end of it, but it's got it's got some legs. So let me get through this theory. So uh, at the attack on King's Landing, Daenerys will lose a dragon, and the battle will turn. In Cersei's favor due to something immoral that Cersei does in the battle. Um, Daenerys will have a revelation that the dragons will be needed to kill White Walkers. She'll think back to uh, Jon Snow. She'll make some sort of deal with them. like She'll use them after the Battle King's Landing. But when she loses one, she sees that and when the battle tide turns, she needs to save her dragons. She orders a retreat. uh, And it's after or during this retreat, that's when Jaime kills Cersei. Uh, Because of what she did in the battle that was immoral. And this fits into Damien's dragon riding theory. Because that leaves two definitely known Targaryens as riders. With the third being an unknown who could be. We have Jon Snow and Daenerys being there. Because one dragon falls. There's no way that that uh, ballista does not at least hit one dragon.
0: Oh, I bet it's going to hit Drogo. Or Drogo. Yeah, yeah, her favorite dragon.
1: The favorite one goes down.
4: And I don't think she would write a different one. This whole thing thing would be flipped on Mm -hmm. its head if all of them realized the White Walkers at one point were the enemy and then everybody attacked. Yes, if they all... Maybe that's what this
0: whole thing is. Is that everybody decides, oh, crap, yeah, we all have an enemy that we can attack together and then just group up, kill the thing, and then they go back to killing each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what the spinoff is. And Mm -hmm. that's the
2: Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: That's the yeah. game.
1: But that doesn't happen until after just crazy, stupid battle at King's Landing happens. That's through season seven, and at
4: least in the middle of season eight.
1: Right. That's that's we're rolling through that and pulling up. Jamie's going to be uh, a commander that's leading the uh the fight against the the White Walkers up there. And what hit, that's the turn. Cersei needs to be out of the way. There's no way that this fight happens with Cersei still there. Cersei has to be gone for the uh, for Westeros to unite against the White Walkers. Too many people are united against Cersei right now.
2: We're going to wind up getting the, what's going to happen is the White Walkers are going to win. That's going to be end scene, season eight, White Walkers win. Spinoff is going to be HBO's The Walking Dead, only it's going to be medieval style, and it's going to just be called The White
4: Walkers. The White Walking Dead. <laughs> oh.
1: Whitewashing Walking Dead. One
4: of the one of the major one of the major heads from this season has to die. One of the major of the groups east, south, west, north. Somebody has to die. It's gonna be Cersei. It's oh, it's gonna be Cersei. all
1: C. S- yeah. Oh no, but there's gonna be people dying all season. We're gonna have major deaths coming quick and fast. Uh, they ain't they ain't got much left. They're gonna be dropping I people. Think, Sam, do, you, I, do we think I'm,
2: Sam's gonna die saving? I don't think it's safe. Don't do don't you dare. I'm nah, Sam. Don't you dare. No.
4: no Sam no, will no. still to no. make his way Sam, to his dad. Sam does not get dragon scale. He still has to make his way to his dad. He's not going anywhere. He's Sam kills be- his dad. No, he's got a minute. You heard it here. <laughs> so at some point Jorah is going to save uh Daenerys. He'll die saving her. Shored blah blah, you know. It's that's going to happen. He's got to have contact with her one more time. It's it's still going to happen. I don't think he's gonna be hundred 100 percent cured but a cured enough that he won't go mad because they said he could live yeah, for 10 20 years promise. it's just the scales cause him to go mad after six months so
1: yeah they don't have that scene to just had without him fulfilling his promise Jeff
4: no I think uh
0: so this is this is just one more prediction for me I think that we will have our first major death in episode four it's a good
2: number. Mm. Uh, that makes
0: sense we'll have one more exposition type episode and then on uh, episode four we will have our first major death major death would you
4: consider gray worm a major death
0: gray worm uh yes gray worm would be a major death at this point basically any of daenerys's uh group would be um anybody uh davos i would say would be a major death but i don't think that he would die and i would probably cry Mm. if he did how about um, old Redbeard? Old Redbeard, uh, the wild. Oh, yeah! No,
2: no. He could. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. listen. He got. He, he doesn't he got, die he got, until he, the, until no. the Baloo squats yep.
0: at
1: the
4: at the. Earliest, I'm just. I'm just saying. Which is, is next he week? considered a major character? I'm asking. I, yes. What, what are a we considering major. major? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, I'm uh, listen. Major characters to me are John Sansa, like. Minor like subplot characters would be Grey Worm, Redbeard, like Euron, like those are subplot characters. I would not consider them major characters. The one that's going uh, some,
0: let me see if I can word this better. Then, uh, it's going to be one that will pluck on your heartstrings in one way, either as a yes, like a Joffrey, or a no, like uh, Odor. John yeah like a hodor or uh something yeah, like when, that when or, Snow a died. or or well, something or something like
1: Well that was the whole point. That was my whole theory around ooh. the grey worm scene and my grey worm theory is because they set up the heartstring pull. They set up this entire scene as in this episode as a heartstring pull for his eventual death. You you don't give that much um backstory to their this growing love that they've had between the two that there's just will they, won't they, will they, won't they? When they finally do, and then you also reveal a character weakness in it too. Yeah, that's that's was that's the one right there.
4: All right. So I think that is all of our final thoughts, our theories. I think we've we've kind of touched base on everything. We're hitting close to the 130 mark. So we anticipated these episodes to be 30 to 40 minutes, unfortunately, uh with so much Crap going on. I, I don't want to curse any more than I've already had on this entire episode uh, occurring in seven episodes. It feels like a ton is going on in such a little space. Um, and so uh, throughout the next, I don't know, five more episodes that we have, we're going to continue to do the same thing. We're going to continue to have these, these podcasts and spoiler casts. We're going to give you each place where people are, what they're doing, our theories, our thoughts, our concerns, hits, misses, um, and uh, where everybody we feel like is standing. So, uh, for Geekologist Radio, we've got a, a couple of sign-offs here, Mr. Nash. Where can people find you?
2: you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damien Nash, and uh, many of the Geekologist Radio uh, Twitter page minus the T for
4: character restrictions, and that's about it. Paul, where can people find you at?
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Paul double Roman.
4: And uh, Cajun Saint, where can people find you? Uh Coke State All One Word on
1: Twitter. You can also find a new article I just wrote on Rectify Gaming about playing couch co-op games with a toddler. So you can check that out. Couch co-op with a toddler, I think, is the title of the article.
4: It is, and I can't recommend it enough. It was really, really awesome to to read. And the pictures are super fun are super fun, dude. That's they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at
0: the Jeff Berry. Uh, you can also find me on Nerdential's podcast every once in a while and uh you'll be
4: hearing more content from me and paul pretty soon super super stay tuned yeah you guys are i can't wait like we're super excited to have you guys on uh and the stuff that you guys are going to be producing for uh geekologist radio is is awesome year Uh,
2: two is going to be
4: exciting bananas bananas it It
2: has yeah Yeah, bananas (laughs) (laughs) b-a-n-a-n-a-s and it's
0: bananas. bananas that bananas. word again
1: i can never not know oh, how geez. to spell that word These because of that insane song
4: bananas. for me uh you can find me on two wolves t w o w l v z z on any any twitterverse facebook whatever not uh, for geekologist radio and for our spoiler cast on game of thrones episode 2 season 7 we are Meowt <laughs>